Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast and thank you for joining us. Get ready to uncover the strategies everyone can implement for successful separation and divorce. This will save you valuable time, money and emotions while learning the secrets to your happy ever after. And now your host, my wife, Daniel Summerton. Hi everyone and welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I am really excited that you're here and I just wanted to say I hope you had the most amazing Christmas last week. And if you've already separated, it probably was a time of reflection, looking back and um, wondering where your life is today, if you've made the right decisions. And it's a time of, you know, just really thinking about is the choice that you've made the right one? And no one can answer that but yourself. Now, I have a lot of listeners that haven't actually left their marriage. And I know this for a fact because I've spoken to quite a few people this December who really want to leave their marriage and just wanted to wait until the Christmas period was over. Now, if you're in that position, I recommend that you go back and listen to some of the very first podcasts I did and certainly listen to five of them that are key for me. And they are around my five steps to a seamless divorce. And they are the podcasts on victim, overwhelm, acceptance, focus, and victor. Those podcasts outline how best you can get through your separation. It's key to make sure, because that, that's what our research shows, that you must actually touch base with each of these different categories to help you move through the process of a successful divorce. And I use the word successful and success can mean anything to anyone. Every one of us has a different interpretation of what that might mean. And I can't tell you what success looks like for you, but it's something when we do a divorce roadmap with our clients we ask them for five key categories to be able to go back and go, well, this is what we've met. We've been able to achieve this outcome for you and this outcome. And when things sometimes get a little bit emotional, we're able to come back to the divorce roadmap and go, at the start, you pointed out that these things were really paramount for you. So if we make this decision... We're actually going to go off track and we're not going to meet this criteria. Are you okay with that? And that's really important because it becomes like our anchor in our decision making. It makes it makes us really think twice about why we're making the decision that we're doing. So if you're about to separate and you are worrying about your future, really consider doing a bit of a strategy on what you want to get and what the outcomes are that you want because divorce does not need to be terrible. We've heard it all over the news. We've seen the movies. It's the media telling us that this is how it is. When we address our emotions and we tackle divorce from a different perspective, it does not need to be harrowing. It can still be heartbreaking because we've changed our direction. We've made different choices. We never thought our relationship would end up where it is. But 
We can pick our socks up and we can get on with it if we tackle it differently. You don't need to do it the way that the lawyers want you to do it. Just because they are saying, send a letter, let's do this aggressively, we don't need to do it that way. It's farcical. It's a it's a mistake. It's something that you need to sit and really contemplate. Is that what you want from or for your journey for your family. I'm sure you already probably know that, but I just wanted to reiterate it to you. So in this podcast, I thought I would discuss the present that nobody wants at Christmas. And if you're listening to this podcast and you are one of these people that are unhappily married and you've decided that you want to leave, but you're waiting until after Christmas. You want to make sure that you put everyone else or everyone else's expectations in front of you and you're prepared just to continue on for a few more weeks or a few more months just to go through the process of making sure that you are 100% comfortable and certain about your decision. Over Christmas, let's talk about this, December and January, we see an increase in people inquiring about separating. And I've often wondered, why do we see these increases at this specific time of the year? If I go back and look at the Google data and you look at people that have Googled divorce, best way to get divorced, how do I get divorced? There's an increase from November through the end of January. So for that three-month period, people are Googling these questions all the time, wanting to know the answers. They're already preparing themselves and they're getting ready to have the conversation with their partner. But if I look at the reasons why it peaks around this period, and I can talk or I feel I can talk on this because I left my husband in, it was Melbourne Cup weekend, in November. And the reason was I just, I knew I could not go through one more Christmas being unhappy. I realized that I had to do something. I could not even bear the thought of going through a Christmas. And pretty much I felt like I was living a lie. I just thought, I I can't pretend for one more minute. I've got to do something about my situation and my circumstance because if I don't, no one will for me. But over the period or coming into those months, the reason that we see an increase from research and some studies that have been done is around emotional stress. So in a lot of cases, we have these expectations of our relationship of what we want them to be and how we want them to go And we put those expectations on our partner to be the person that they need to be to make us happy. Now, that's the biggest mistake we can make because no one should be making you or I happy. We should be making ourselves happy. And this was a very, very hard lesson for me to learn. I did not realize this at the time when I was leaving my ex-husband. And today I won 100% fully get this concept. If I am not happy on the inside, I will not be happy on the outside. Thinking that someone else needs to make me happy 
is the most ridiculous thing ever. And that's why so many relationships now that I've worked with so many fail because it's not someone else's job to make you happy. It's your job to make yourself happy. Having expectations of someone, expecting them to do something that will make you feel a certain way is never going to work. And pretending that you have the perfect family is such a lot of emotional strain on a person because no family is perfect. And the thing that I've come to realize too is those robotic children that we have that don't complain or don't do anything, as kids they might be amazing, but as adults they are not good leaders. And so the kids that actually want to talk back, they want to ask a question, they are interested in what's going on, they are the leaders of tomorrow. But I didn't realize this when I was a parent and my children were younger. You know, it was all about military-style upbringing, making sure that the kids did and said what they were told. And I look back now and go, you know, I don't want a cookie-cutter child. I want my child to 100% be respectful and for people to say that they've got beautiful manners and all those things that are important. But I don't want a robotic child because that robotic child is not going to be a good leader of the future. And I want my children to be exceptional. I want them to have an amazing life. And for that, they've got to be able to think for themselves. So putting all of those expectations on other people is what causes us emotional stress. The next part is obviously there's a massive increase in alcohol consumption over the period of um, Christmas and the New Year. And the stats actually show that there's a massive increase in domestic violence. I think the last report I read was 157% increase of reported incidents over the Christmas New Year period because people are drinking more than they normally would and acting out. The police are having massive numbers during that period just to cope with what's going on behind closed doors. The other thing is that we're attending so many more events and we've got visitors calling in to see us and obviously the first thing we do, especially here in Australia, and I'm sure other countries are just as bad as what we are, but we have such a high, high number of um, people that, that drink. It's our way of socialising. It's what we do. But when you look at alcohol and, and people's reactions, not only do you, if, if you're under the consumption of alcohol, do you do and act in a way that you probably shouldn't sometimes. You sometimes, things are said that probably shouldn't be said. And once words are spoken, it's very, very hard to take them back. So events will happen and they either stick in your mind or what it can be, it can be, if I use the analogy, the nail in the coffin. So you th- you keep thinking, no, we can work on this. This will be okay. But then it, something happens and you go, enough. I'm not going to deal with this for one more minute. I am not going to put my happen- happiness aside to allow someone to say or treat me the way they do. And then there's the children. In a lot of cases, and this is a conversation that I've had with numerous women over the last month, I need to just stay for the kids. 
get through Christmas. Let's make sure that they're okay. I'm going to make sure that they have a very nice Christmas, both financially and emotionally, so that when I do leave, at least I know that that's happened. And the biggest issue I see here is one woman stayed one Christmas, then she decided to stay the next, and then she decided to stay the next. And then she turned around and said, well, I should have only left earlier. But the issues in her personal situation were all around fear and she couldn't do it and just the way she spoke to herself. She was so insecure about being able to survive without her partner, she stayed in a completely unhappy marriage. Don't be that person that stays year after year and use the children as an excuse. If you can fix your marriage, I am the greatest supporter of fixing a marriage. My job is not to go out there and to make people separate and break up. If you've ever heard me talk about this, the reason that I do the job I do is because of the stats that we have, and they're very similar around other parts of the world. But we have 40 to 50% of first-time marriages failing. We have 70% of second-time marriages failing and 90% of third. Now, I cannot do anything about the first-time marriages because I can't, I'm not there when someone picks a partner. But I can do something about the second and third-time marriages. I can get people to think differently. I can get them to take responsibility. I can get them to love themselves. I can get them to be in love with themselves so that when they meet a new partner, they know they know what they want and they're not happy to just accept anyone because they feel the need that they need someone to either support them financially or to support them emotionally. And that is my job. I do not want to see the 70 and 90% of second and third time marriages. I want to change that stat. That's my goal. That's my purpose. That's why I am here to help and to, to make people's lives different when it comes to that second and third time around. The children are an excuse. Okay, we've just got through this Christmas. If you're unhappy and you know it's not going to work, it's time to do something about it because time is something, if you've listened to my previous podcast, that once it's gone, we don't get it back. Now, the next one is financial strain. And we've got this financial strain over this Christmas New Year's period because, let's face it, they say that the average person spends around $500 on Christmas. So we've got presents. We've got feeding the masses, like we've got people coming around all the time. All of those things put additional strain on a family budget. And then we've got holidays. And in a lot of cases, most businesses will either shut down over the Christmas period and people are forced to have holidays. And because they're forced to have holidays, they've either got holiday leave or they're not getting paid uh, if they're on a casual or part-time basis. So if, or if you run your own business, more stress yet again because you know, you've got to pay out all of your staff's wages and your own and you've got no income coming in. So the holidays puts financial strain on families. And the other thing with holidays 
this is the key and this is what a lot of the research has shown is that if you think that you're going to make it work everyone goes there's so much stress throughout the year once we go on a holiday and we relax or things calm down we will make things work better everything will be better because we will be in a different headspace but what often happens is when people are relaxed we start to see that actually we have grown apart we've got different ideas of what our future looks like it could be that when you go on a holiday one person wants to relax the other person wants to go on adventures or there's all of a sudden there's conversation that you haven't had because you've been busy running around with the kids and everything else and you realize that the conversation isn't as sustainable or isn't as involved or set your heart on fire like it used to before and something might be said and you just go nah that's it it's not working over this period right now is when we see an increase and it's sad and as I said it's the present that nobody wants at Christmas but if you are unhappy no one can make your life happy but you if you are unhappy you need to do something about your circumstances and what's going on in your life no one can fix it but you Hopefully this podcast has been able to give you some idea as to why possibly one or a few of these points may have rang a bell for you and you go, yep, that's exactly the situation I'm in or I can relate to that. And if that is the case, please get onto our website and book a 15-minute clarity call. We'd love to see if we can help you and just put together a little bit of a strategy to help you understand what the next steps might be and how to keep it as amicable and as cost-effective as possible. It does not need to cost you your house. It does not need to cost you everything emotionally. The way you have your first conversation with your partner will be the start of how this all will turn out. Where are we? What's the date? It is nearly the end. Oh, it will be the end of this year. So this will be the very last podcast for this year. Can you believe it? I just want to thank each and every one of you for listening. My heart swells at the thought that you will spend time listening to what I have to say. I I want to just thank you from the bottom of my heart. I get emotional because I want everyone to get through divorce in the most effortless way possible. And I know effortless sounds ridiculous when we're talking about ending a family or ending a marriage, but it can be if we think differently. So that's it for this podcast. Have a great new year. I love you all. Thanks for listening. And I really appreciate each and every one of you. Okay, bye for now.